All right, spin that wheel. My God, there's a lot of them. Learn. Okay, do again. I don't want to just talk. <laughs> so. Well, there's some that are just more specific to you, some more specific to me. Again. You know what's crazy is that's the one right before that I was hoping we were doing. Do you want that one or do you not want that one? That one was, yeah, but are you, do you feel like, do you like that one? Because uh, that one was big for me with coaching. That's how I came across it. Well, yeah, with Salute all day. Because this reminds me a lot of FFE for FFT. FFT. Fitter, fitter, fitter. Fitter, fitter. FFT. Okay. All right, we got it. All right, here we are. We're already recording. This is the way I'm going to start this podcast. Yeah. Anything from you? <laughs> uh, third episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. The nitty gritty. Yes. Episode three. Of Push Past Comfort. Push Past Comfort. With? Oh, Angela. And Angelica. Yeah. On the Richter scale. That makes no sense. And our amazing beat in, in the intro oh, and yeah. in the outro. Yeah. Is by? By Frank Rio. You can follow him at? By, by Frank, Frank Rio. Rio. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so our buddy Frank, Frankie. I've met him a couple times. Yeah. I feel like I've known him my whole life. It's my Miha, Michelle, my best friend's little sister. Yeah, wow. Her boyfriend. Yes. Who DJs, and he's a really cool producer, gave that to us when we, before we started our official first episode. Yeah. Yeah, so it was freaking great. Thanks, Frankie. And he did it like that instant. And it was so good. So hit him up because he's quick, efficient. Yeah, not only that, but we gave him no structure. Yeah. And he gave us like five options. Yes. It was like one of these and we're like, yeah, this hits every like emotion. Mm-hmm. And we just picked which one we wanted, which is the one you heard. Yep. Um, okay, so email. we spun today. Wait, is there something else? Email. Oh, email. Business. Oh, God. Thank you, Virgo, for keeping me... In a structure. Hold on, I'm gonna burp. Oh no! So in our last episode, we <laughs> said, "Yeah, let us know." Share oh, did with we us. not say? And email? we never oh. gave any kind of email, okay, or website, or any IG anything. So our email, if you ever want to email us, please do. Is pushpastcomfort at gmail dot com. Yeah, and past is spelled P A S T. We couldn't figure out, is the comfort passing And Angela's the grammar queen, so I just left that grammar in her Grammar queen, youngins okay, go ahead, with your... only 23, oh yeah. What did you spin? You can dance, you can try. How is my voice going that high? <laughs> the time of your life. the time of your life. <laughs> there it is again. I was trying to think who sings that. Angelica too. is silently <laughs> singing it. Okay. Maybe podcasts are good for you. Come yeah. out of your shell, but nobody will ever know. It's not, I'm not like I'm doing it because I'm. I, I think you it's just a habit. Oh, I think that. Am makes, I up on the? Yeah, your your Richter skills. <laughs> I don't know. I think Richter skills for an earthquake. I don't think that applies here. Um, okay, we did. Angela spun. And I got adapt, adjust, overcome. 
mm-hmm. which is huge just for anybody. But we are going to talk about how this affected us in our lives and when it, like, when we started using these mantras. Um, Do you know where I got that one from? Uh-uh. A show, is it HBO? It's a football show where they follow an NFL team oh, during oh, their summer oh, training camp. Yes, and I was, what show is that? I loved that show. Um, Jameis Winston was the Tampa Bay quarterback during that show, that season. And he was, like, training or he was, like, working on conditioning and his training coach was like, yeah, all you got to do is adapt, adjust, and overcome. And I was like, oh, my God, I was coaching at the time. Yeah. I was like, I love that. I loved it so much. I brought it to my team. Everyone, like, wrote it in their little volleyball journals. And then we had it on a shirt. Oh, my God. So much we like that shirt. So, for, Salute has a creed, Mm -hmm. like, what makes the perfect employee, what our culture is. One of them is adapt and overcome. Mm Mm-hmm. Because of that same thing. Because I feel like we actually talked about this, I think, the first episode about how hard it is for people to deal with stress mm-hmm. and how hard it is for people to deal with change and how the only constant is change. Remember that one? <laughs> what episode? Put it in your wheel. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the only constant is change. So when we're when we're just living anything, we have to be able to adapt to anything that hits, comes our way. And not only that, but the human brain has such a strong capacity for adaptation. We adapt to everything all the time. Survival of the fittest. This whole world used to be ice, and then it melted, and then we just traveled across <laughs> islands like hopscotch. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. The show is Hard Knocks. Yes. Yeah. I thought... It was that, but then I was like, no, no way. And yeah, on HBO. Yep. Yeah, I've watched a couple seasons of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really makes you want to work hard. It make, really makes you realize how much how hard they work. I love that show. Yeah, it's good. It's good. That season was really good, too. But yeah, that's where I got from them, and I was like, damn, I like that. So I always keep my quotes that I like or come across in my notes. That's oh, I added it to the wheel. I added it to the wheel. Adapt. Yeah. I don't know. All right, why. that's the episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> why do I draw a blank so much when it's like, year. this is like every fucking thing in life, but I'm really trying to pinpoint what exactly it is. Like, adapting to the new normal. Like, when well, you- uh, how about this? Because obviously you've been coaching for a long time, so maybe it's hard to like remember a time that you were maybe like bad at it. I don't know if bad's mm-hmm. the right word. Yeah. But like a time where like, because. You can go into a team now, and I've seen you do it, where they're like a ragtag bunch. It's like the typical, like, um, what is that movie? It's like the typical movie where it's like, they're all like, yeah. some of them are like uh, out of shape, and some of them are like smoking cigarettes in the corner, and like, you come and you're like, been spending most our lives living in the Kingston Paradise, and you're just like, come on, everybody, we're getting oh, together. What was that movie? That movie is called... Um, oh, shit, it's gonna bug me. Uh, it didn't have Hil- Hilary Swank in it? No. No, but some of the... <laughs> some of the <laughs> yeah, that, that another off. white girl, sorry, but it's true. Um, <laughs> oh, God. it's Isn't it called Gangster's Paradise? No. No? no? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is it called? Don't tell me. Wait, you have to give me hints. Hour after hour, minute after minute. <laughs> like, I bet they don't. I bet they can't. I bet they won't. But it's been spared most 
Salad. Oh my god, you're right. Dangerous Minds. I said Gangsters of Paradise. That's a true friend. Yeah, girl. Wait Gangsters of Paradise, you're right. Freedom Riders. Dumb and Dumber. Oh my god. That's another one like that. And Dead Poet Society. Like all these. But the one I was actually thinking about is what's the one about. Not Coach Carter. No, no, it's not. Um, That's Friday Night Lights, right? What? <laughs> what? Oh, what's Coach Carter's movie? But they're all the similar. Oh, okay. Premises. But what? Okay. What, what's the movie about? I think it's. it's cool. Is though. it soccer? It's a like, '90s movie about like the. Is it called like Fat Ball Green? Oh. Green Giants. Remember that one back in the day with the little kid with the red hair and the freckles? What is the movie called? Okay, that's the movie I'm talking about. I swear to God. Are you that's talking the about movie. that one? I think so. Okay. Yes. How well, did when you, you When you came in Green. with that song, you came in hot with that one. That's definitely not. Well, you know what's funny is that's the movie I was thinking about, but I couldn't remember the name, so I just started on that song. Oh, okay. No. That Green Giants it's movie. Do you remember when I was trying is it, to... No, it's not called Little Green Giants. No, no, no. But do you remember when I was trying to it's explain... It's called The Big Green. Okay, so that's no green is in there. That's the movie I was initially thinking okay. about. Okay, let's bring it back. Let's okay. get back on topic, girl. I think that we should spend another, like, two minutes on the big green. <laughs> and then and then you can have your freaking weight. When I honestly think of the mantra, I think of more relationships. Like, like not relationships as in just, like, romantic relationships. But I think of a lot of relationships where I've had to adapt and adjust. Okay, so you want to talk about relationships. Do you yes. want to talk about our relationship? Have we had to adapt, adjust, and overcome? It, honestly, yeah. when I, I think about know. it, the the crazy simplifier in my brain just thinks acceptance. Like, yeah. you just accept what it is, or who they are, or what happened, and you adapt. You know why this one's tough for me to think about is because it's so, like, it could be literally applied to everything. Yeah. An injury, adapt. Lose your job, adapt. Like, it's just everything. But yeah. For some reason, relationships stand out the most. Yeah, because, I mean, no two people are raised the same. So when you put two people together and say, figure out how to, like, exist with each other, mm-hmm. there's going to be things that you have to adapt to mm-hmm. with the other person, you mm-hmm. know? Adapting rather than fixing. And I think a lot yeah. of, I operated from a place of always wanting to fix yes. or help. Fix, help, yeah. all that shit. Instead yep. of just letting that person be and it just adapting. Actually, yeah, I think that's really important because actually that is like the... Yeah, you're right. That is the baseline of every relationship is accepting somebody else for who they are and not trying to change them because I think it happens in friendships a lot, but I think you mostly see it in like... um romantic relationships because with friends you can have a whole bunch of friends you know so you don't see it as much because you can have a friend that you do this with a friend that you do that with so you don't really have to change friend one into being a better listener because that friend one you're partying with a lot or whatever it is you know yeah there's no threat of breaking up yeah but with but with a relationship you don't have you're not really traditionally supposed to have relationships with any other male partner or female like whatever it is so you're expecting that other human to fit every box. They're supposed to be a good listener. They're supposed to be good at housekeeping. They're supposed to be 
good at whatever it is that you've like created in your head to be like a perfect partner. They have to fit all of those. So it's so much more pressure on somebody when they don't fit all those boxes. And then you try to make it to where like you just spend pretty much your whole relationship changing them. Mm -hmm. Like my dad complains a lot about the fact that my stepmom can't No, Angelica. Are you? No. Uh, just silent over there. You know what I meant to. Oh, I know what you meant. <laughs> I'm going to close my eyes randomly while you're talking and I'm, I'm listening. It just helps me like. Okay. Yeah. I, I realized my dad's going to listen to this and know exactly what you're saying too. That's <laughs> so great. Sorry, dad. No, but he doesn't like how she um, uh, loads the dishwasher. Oh. And it's something like they've been together for like <clears throat> 20 plus years. Right. And it's still something that he complains about. Mm -hmm. And I'm like. You need to get over that. Mm -hmm. It's a losing battle, you mm -hmm. know? And that, I mean, it, that's just one really small, like, kind of funny yeah. one. But um, for the most part, they do a really good job at accepting. But, yeah, acceptance is something that – it goes back to two episodes I go, I think, we've only had three. I'm like, I don't know. Like, episode it's so one. Long. Episode one about um, expectations. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that ties into that. Having a certain expectation of somebody – always leaves you to be disappointed, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where, like, the acceptance comes in, where you really just need to accept people for who they are mm -hmm. and adjust your idea of that person. Yeah. And just, like, what fixing serves you. Like, Ooh, helping yeah. fix someone, What? how does that serve you? And I think back in the day, I can <laughs> think of a, a good handful of relationships. I'm not going to name any names where I, like, was so... Um, focused on fixing and helping and like being that remember our pinto and whatever metaphor oh, oh shit. yes oh my god so so not only do i remember that but i told one of my employees that in passing you know because we came up with that so long ago yeah you know who i was dating at the time that made that come up it was we just talked one? about him the other yeah, day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so Curious. the analogy is the analogy is, what did you say? Carrots. Yes. Okay. So the analogy is, is it about self-worth? Is that the one, pin, why, why buy the Pinto if you could get the... Yeah, the like, like we're, we're reflecting our small amount of self-worth on someone yes. else. So yes. that, that yes. gives yes. us yes. validation okay. if we can get that person where we want them to be. Yeah, okay, so this, this exact thing came up with one of my employees. He mm -hmm. was having a really rough time with his partner, and... And his partner's great. I, I really love his partner. But it was like, he wasn't emotionally there yet. You know? Mm. And that's it. And that's it. I think that's even harder in relationships. I think sometimes it's easier to deal with, like, a douchebag or, like, somebody that, like, cheated on you. Because, like, at least you could be, like, angry and justified in leaving them. But when you have to break up with somebody because they're just not good enough. And for you, you know? God, that's, like, the hardest way to break have up with somebody. Have you Have you had that? Um, I have. I Talk. haven't, and not because I shouldn't have. Does that make sense? Like, I should have broken up with somebody oh, because of that. But I let it drag out until... How many people have you broken up with? Uh, In, like, serious two. relationships, not just, like... You know. Like, three? Okay. But I have... I tend to... I mean, you know this. I have long relationships. Yeah. Like, I'll be like, I'm gonna be single, and then this guy's, like, courting me, and I'm like... Okay, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. I, I've come to realize that in my relationships, a lot of it is not being able to say no. A well, lot of it. And it reminds me of Brandon, too. Like, you guys are just relationship prone 
which a huge positive is like you guys are so resilient with like yes. your love. Now we are. Yeah. Whereas like that's something that I always like was like I maybe back in the day I was like holy shit like they ha- they're oh. Rocco. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We got the monitor. Everyone thing. knows Rocco now. Like, yeah. No, people that, I know. that listen to episode two, they're like, I love Rocco. <laughs> like, they're just Get covering stage space. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I... Actually, that is a good point, because I am so okay with getting my heart broken over and over. Yeah, you're so strong. I'll forget. And same with Brandon. I forget quickly. And now, like, now that I'm older, I, I like, for social work, we're taught strength-based perspective. Like, every strength, strength, what? strength-based Okay. So, like, when we work with a client, Sage, go then. Go see what's going on. Go, go on. Go check it out. Yeah, called your bluff. You stretch oh. it out. Uh huh. Stretch it the freak out. Just here stretching. So we tend to when we meet with clients or a population or anything, we always have to think of the strengths. <laughs> okay, go, go, go. Sorry. <laughs> Don't look at Sage. No, I just need to close my eyes. Okay. And so. I, that's one thing I'm very grateful for with this graduate program and being a social worker is that bleeds into my personal life. Ooh, yeah, okay. So it helps me be more positive or optimistic or like look at people's strengths. So you and Brandon are both Aries and yeah. you're both relationship prone. Like I yeah. don't know, I can't think of a large chunk of time in your guys' friendship where you were single. Yeah. And now I look at it as like, fuck, they have a huge strength of, like I said, they're just very resilient with their love. They have huge hearts yeah. and they're resilient after they get their heart broken or it doesn't work to bounce back. I know it. And, and it's I not something like that, that like I've had to train myself on, you know, right. it's just it is on. just who I am. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's gotten me like, I will definitely say that out of the two of us in terms of like relationships, I've had the most drama between the two of us, you know, cause I do do that. I get into relationships. Mm-hmm. I let it drag out for longer than it should. Cause I don't know how to break up with them, mm-hmm. all that stuff. But okay. Back to the Corvette Pinto thing though. Mm-hmm. Um, my employee was having an issue. He was talking to me a lot about it. And then finally I was like, look, like this all comes down to Like we were talking about self-worth. Like, this guy is good. He's a good guy. He's genuinely good. But he's not enough for you, and you have to be okay with that. Like, and it's a really hard pill to swallow sometimes because it's really hard to look at somebody who's nice and wants the best for you and wants to support you and tell them you're not. And you don't say that, you know. You just say it's not working out, whatever. But I was like, this comes down to your self-worth because you're settling right now. And, you know, do you, your self-worth is your money. So if you go out there and you think that the only thing you can afford is a Pinto, then you buy the Pinto, but you know, the, the like brakes are going to kind of go faulty and you're going to have to like spend money on the brakes. And then the steer, the, I don't know, I can't think of a single car thing that the tires it goes bald and you have to get new tires. So now you're spending more money on the maintenance of this Pinto. That's kind of an average car anyway. Whereas you could have taken that money and you could have thought of your self-worth a little bit higher meaning financially in this analogy, you could afford, I don't know, a Corvette. And now you're the top down, like it's cherry red or whatever color you want. You like see heated seats, like everything. You could have the whole shebang if you thought you could afford it, you know? And it's funny that you brought that up because I said it to him just kind of in passing. Like we were like in the back washing dishes together and I said that to him. And it wasn't until like a couple of weeks ago he was like, you know that the Pinto like analogy changed my whole perspective on relationships now. And I was like, I didn't think about it because me and you came up with that so young that it's just embedded in my head. I was like mm, 20. 
and I'm 32. Yeah. So like, yeah, so 12 years ago. Long time ago. It's a long time ago. So I just thought of it as something that everybody thought mm-hmm. of, you know, because it's something that like we grew up with, but yeah, it's so pertinent to relationships because a lot of people settle and the heartbreak is, I think what keeps people from like doing what they want, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, for a lot of my relationships, we ended up, for a lot of my boyfriends, we ended up breaking up because it came to a fucking head, you know? Oh, see, yeah, see, I'm different. Yeah, n- exactly. No, you you nip it fast. Well, not that, but I, like, I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I think about the heartbreak yet. Oh. I think back in the day, I stayed with people that I wanted, or that I just operated from a place of fixing because I was like, they'll get there. Oh, right, right, right. They'll be that yeah. person I, I want them to be. They'll oh, be that person I, I deserve. That's They'll the be that number person. one mistake. Mm-hmm. I remember my dad told me that at a really young age about um, somebody in our family, and I will not name who it is. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Your face. <laughs> I just have to describe Angelica's face. Sorry. I don't know. How, how do you verbally say that? Like, okay. zipping lips, throwing key. <laughs> um, so my dad told me at a young age that a member of our family had a tendency to try to fix their partner mm-hmm. and it got them into some trouble. And I remember that at a young age and I remember my, my mom always going, tigers don't change their stripes. Mm-hmm. Tigers. Don't. And I was always like, no mom, shut up. He's mm-hmm. gonna, he, he loves me. He's going to change. And then, and then they don't. Or just don't fall in love with someone's potential. That is like key. That, that is that, key. that, that, that quote. Yeah. So now it's like, Yes, I, I stay present. Yes. <laughs> I stay present with who this person is right yeah. now. Yep. Not who they can be, who they want to be. Who they say they're going to be. Because that's, I think, if I look back at a trend in a lot of my romantic relationships, a lot of guys were attracted to me because I was like, so like just a lot of the things that I brought to the table on my oh, own, yeah. you know, like I'm self-motivated, I'm independent. And then like they, they would always want to mash that energy and then it would spark them. Yeah. And they're like, I'm going to find my passion and I'm going to da 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 Yeah. But that, that's not who they were at that time. No, you know, and, okay. So <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember my uh, spiritual advisor, Ifani? No, you don't. Maybe. She worked at this place that had to do with cat. It was called Cats. Uh, it wasn't Of course it was called Cats. Well, and I walked in there because I thought it was a cat store. <laughs> and it ended up being like a stone and sage. Yes, now I know. On 4th Street. Mm-hmm. And she was my spiritual advisor for like months. And I would go and spend hours with her. Mm-hmm. And okay, I just want to say this before I bring this up. I've realized that I take little sound bites that people say, mm-hmm. and I hold them. Mm-hmm. I, like, bind them to my brain. They become your and own I voice. And I pretty much, like, my entire brain is a collection of people's advice. You know what I mean? I'm, like, the a encyclopedia of it. You know those index boxes back in the day? Yes, yes. And they have, like, yes. A, B, and then you have the index. That's what, yeah. It's like my brain just pulls. Like, yeah. So right now when you were talking about that, Ifani used to tell me all the time, I was dating a guy at the time, and she was like, be careful about the light suckers. She's like, they see that you're you're bright, like, not bright, like smart, but your light is no, bright, yeah. you know, energy. like it's the same thing, like self-motivating, mm-hmm. smart, like passionate. I was like traveling and all this stuff and I kept going, getting these phonies. I'm sorry to say that's what they were though. Mm-hmm. They would fake like they were on my level and then their true colors would show, you know, three to six months in yeah. and I realized that they were just faking it because they really wanted to be on my level, which I feel like is kind of the same with you. 
because you're like strong, independent, self-motivated, like smart, like, you know, all these things. And I feel like it's so much easier for guys to fall for you that are weak, you know, that are like, I need that. And then you're such a mama bear anyway, because you're a coach and like with social work, like your uh, tendency is to nurture. Mm-hmm. So then you see these boys and you're like, ah, oh, don't worry, I got you, you know? Mm-hmm. And then after a while you're like, dude, what? <laughs> Why yeah. am I doing this? Yeah, don't totally. the light. Don't dim the light suckers. She called them light vampires. Yes. Yeah. And that's, you know, and I feel like every guy I dated, I was doing the same thing, exactly the same thing. And it wasn't until I met Corey. And even like in the beginning when I was dating Corey, I was super hesitant, but like it wasn't until I met him that I was like, okay, this guy, like, I don't need to fix him. Like there's like typical man and woman stuff, you know, like Mm -hmm. he's stubborn, like he doesn't like go to the doctor and I have to like make him go to the doctor. It's very like old school you know, like marriage stuff, but in terms of like his self-motivation, like all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, like I don't have to worry about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of girls end up just staying with guys that they are like, it'll, it'll be fine. I just wonder, like it is common in women, especially around that age that it happened. It was like very normal for both of us. Like I want, I just like the inner nerd in me is like, what is it correlated with? Like, what is it? You know what I mean? Like, I'm just yeah. so curious of it. I've, I have some theories. Mm-hmm. I think that it has a lot to do with the fact that because we, we end up having the kids and we end up taking mm-hmm. care of the kids. And I think around that age, our body is like getting into motherhood brain, you know? So like you see these boys mm-hmm. that are like helpless and your brain just automatically moves into motherhood into mm-hmm. like mom brain you're like don't worry I can help you I can figure it out it's just nurture like it's just in us that's just what we were built to do is nurture there's like nothing we can do about it we have to actually fight against it mm-hmm. all the time or we get taken advantage of all the time we do actually mm-hmm. like our gender gets taken advantage of so much and I think it's because we're very much so like are they okay we make sure they're okay like very selfless sacrificing a lot you know yeah compassionate creatures what are two characteristics that a lot of the the men that you used to have relationships with had in common oh my god oh my god oh god well one of them is like oh i think the best way to describe oh (laughs) just two answers well no there's one there's just one thing that i can describe like well, my high school relationships, Jock. Okay. Okay, because you know who those were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Jock is the best way to describe my high school relationships. Mm-hmm. I had two. Right after the last Jock, <laughs> from then on, because you know who it is, it's uh-huh, this one, uh-huh, uh-huh. just giving her letters, it was hipster. Ooh, uh-huh. You know, musicians, emotional, like, yes. <laughs> Oh, shit. Like, all talk, mm-hmm. you know? Like, unfortunately, that's what happened. Like, it's a lot of, like, I love you, you're the best, writing poems for me. And then, like, this isn't working out. And it's, like, almost like they didn't want it to work out, so they had something to write something about. Mm-hmm. Every single one, if you mm-hmm. think about it. Up until Corey. Actually, up until Corey. Because even my last boyfriend mm-hmm. is a, gu- a guitarist and would write music. And there's nothing wrong with music. Dang, it's crazy that you just narrowed down to one. One thing across the board. Bam. It was hipsters across Hmm. the board. And I have nothing against hipsters. 
because I am pretty much a hipster. Like hipsters are usually just people who are kind of above the, the curve of whatever culture they're in, whether it be, it could be sports, you know, like I love that team before anybody else loved that team. It's like, that's a hipster, you know, it's more like to do with like the arts, like that's the kind of hipster I got. Um, and yeah. And now dating Corey, Corey was like, Corey was raised old school. Mm-hmm. Like he is a handyman through and through. Like he has all of his tools. Like he could fix like my car to like build a house, like everything, you know? And, but what the downside to that is, is like the lack of emotion, which I though, because of all the relationships I've had, I find it very refreshing that somebody is very factual and logical and there's hardly any emotion there where like when I start crying he's like what are you doing why are you crying he calls me complicated kitten when I'm crying he's like you're just a complicated kitten because he doesn't understand any of that you know he's just so logical and so like factual um and it's so lovely it's so nice I love it because I don't want to deal with I'm over that you know like anytime I see I have such a bad taste in my mouth for like emotional like I love you like we can make this work babe no matter what like no if you have to like get that yourself to the of your point ex and where you were with with which that one? relationship the last one the last oh, one oh yeah yeah because I remember we had a conversation on the phone and I'm like Angela, live in reality. Yeah, 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 like, totally. I'm going to bring no. you back. And you're like, I feel like I'm drifting. I was addicted. I was addicted and to that And he was, chaos. like, drawing you in. And, like, you were, like, just teetering on, like, blah. And I'm yeah. like, girl, like, I've never really heard you speak like this. Yeah. <laughs> like, just focus on your reality. Like, I'm Well, do you even remember the first conversation I had? I remember exactly what street I was on. I was in downtown Long Beach. I was going to, the pro- to get produce. For salute, because I was just starting it out in my apartment, and I called you to tell you that I was dating this guy, and it was right after I broke up with the last guy, and you were like, this is too soon. This is too quick. I don't like this. Like, you said that to me, and you don't usually do that to me. Because the relationship that you had just gotten out of was, I have never been, no, I won't say never, but how that relationship ended, and I don't think you know this was one of the most painful things I ever went through indirectly through you. Was that the silent night one? Oh, is that what we're calling it now? Silent night? When I went to your house and you made me sleep in silence? When you found out that he did? Yeah. 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 I don't know if that was a night, but I was, I was in pain. Yeah. That was a tough relationship. That was a tough thing for a lot of people because that particular boyfriend was... Like, everyone believed in him. Yeah, and I thought for so long that affected me. It was, like, secondary trauma. I didn't trust men because I thought if someone so, like, beautiful and strong and ambitious and awesome and funny like you could have that done to them, that shit happened to me. (laughs) Uh, Look out, Lemonade. I did it way before you, Beyonce. (laughs) (laughs) You're not the only person who's told me that. That relationship, that breakup, caused so many fights in so many of my friends' relationships Mm -hmm. because it caused this insecurity ripple effect to go... I remember Roxy going... Roxy claims that the reason why she's dating her boyfriend now is because of that. Because she said, no one's safe anyway, so what's the point of waiting? Mm -hmm. And she just, like, took the plunge. Um, But But that's why I was so protective over you when you were, like, right after that. No, it was stupid. And I was like, Angela? It was stupid. I love you. I'm not judging you. 
but hell no. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, though. It's like, like one of my friends, um, I won't name names, but she just recently texted me and was like, I'm falling in love with this guy, and I think I'm scared. It's happening too fast. And I was like, go fucking rogue. Do it. Fucking fall in love, and then... And then get your heart broken and build yourself back up and do it again. Like, because that's, I mean, think about it. Like, that relationship, like, affected me. And I jumped straight into another one knowing that I wasn't supposed to. Like, I was supposed to marry that guy. You know? Like, we were, like, on the, yeah, that one. Yeah. The the first one. The, um, the, good, the good guy. They're both good. But, like, the good guy that everyone was, like, rooting for. And this guy, like, everybody was on his side. My dad was like, this is my son-in-law. Like, everything he writes. That was bad. So, right after that, after that, and then moving into that new relationship right away, and knowing it was wrong, I but still didn't But you didn't, didn't go into it with, like, I want to be with him. No, I so didn't. So, that, that was, like, your, you know, yeah. I, I guess that was, like, a, a positive is because, like, you were like, no, it's not that. Yeah. He just got out of something. I just got out of something. Right. But then, but, but then, yeah. I took care of him. Right. You know, that was the biggest thing is I utilized all the stuff that me and you, all the learning and growing that me and you had done for years. Mm -hmm. And I got into a relationship with somebody who had never put the emotional work into himself Mm -hmm. and that I was building something from scratch. And it was the worst thing I could have ever done. And it's like... Because I was girlfriend, nurse, and therapist all in one. Right. And it was absolutely horrible. It and so it totally toxic. took away from your self-care and healing yes. from what just happened to you. Like yeah. You didn't have the time, energy, capacity to, you know, turn it inward and fix yourself, heal. Yeah. Because you, you know, he was so codependent. Yes. Like. Well, but that's why I, like, looking back, that's why I did it. Because right. I didn't want to deal with my own shit. Yeah. And that's the other point. It's a lot of girls. So you Fixing. asked, like, what's the thing? It's like, one is motherhood, right? Like, it's like, yeah, it's, it's innately in us. To want to nurture. The second thing, though, is usually you don't want to deal with your own shit. That's usually what it is. You and know? I think fixing someone like you feel needed. That's what I mean. Feel, yeah, like and, and like. But everyone. It, so it keeps you away from yeah. actually working on yourself. Like my boyfriend before that. Uh, how do I? Uh, his last name was like this. Oh God. This. This. <laughs> oh, I got it. You know, it just took you two things. Got it. Yeah. And that boyfriend, I remember, I was chasing for a long time, mm-hmm. and finally one day he said, "You're trying so hard to fix me. When are you gonna look inward yeah. and fix yourself?" And he was kind of saying in a dick way, but I took it at like it changed my whole world. Yeah, it changed my whole world because I realized I was running away from fixing myself, and it was so much easier to work on somebody else than myself. And then I did it again. And it, well, I didn't because the the good one, I didn't have to fix. He was great, and then he royally fucked up, which we don't have to get into. And then I went straight back to my old ways, and then just tried to fix that last one forever. And then it was three years of that. So much of talking about this stuff just makes me so. I know that I'm annoying with how grateful I am. I know you are very annoying, but it makes me so grateful for social work and what. I've had to learn like the hard work because if you go into this role as trying to fix people, yeah, it yeah, is yeah, like yeah. Oh my God. that was one of the biggest adjustments. Ooh, I had to adjust. Full circle, full circle. I had to adapt, <laughs> and Mama's trying to overcome. Stop that face. Because that was a big 
Yeah. Switch. I had to. I had to reframe what it. What role. I. What I. J- everything. Just child. Everything. Child that was everything. huge. That was huge. Huge. So now in therapy and anything, like I'm not fixing. That's why it's like I get. I get so sensitive when people like fix me or like, oh my god, she fixed me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't. I don't even like that word anymore. Yeah. But that's how weird it's been. Like that's how influential all this has been. How has it changed with relationships? I mean, I know you don't talk about them very much. You just we can like... talk about them. Well, <laughs> I, I, how many serious relationships have I been in? Three, maybe. There's the very first one, right? And that wasn't even we weren't even in a relationship. I just dealt with him for like three years. No, no, no the very, very oh, first oh, one. Oh, 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 like high school. school. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the first one. <laughs> If Brad ever listens to this, he's going to yell his nickname out loud while he's listening to this. Oh, my God. Yes. And it was Joe Beast. <laughs> okay, that's one. Oh and then God. this one. But I didn't consider that one one. No, that, yeah, that really wasn't one. I was thinking this one. Yeah, that's two. Two? Two, yeah. Dang. Yeah. And why do you think that is? I mean, that's a, that's, <laughs> I'm trying to match. That's like such a long, that's a very dense answer. Ooh. And it's changed. It's changed as I've grown up. I think in the beginning is because my parents divorced. Yeah. And I just had a bad taste in my mouth for relationships and like F men, you know, and that's when I was in the most unhealthy dynamic with. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it evolved into, I was just, I was busy surviving. I didn't yeah. have fucking time. That was when I had three jobs. It was JC. I was, I mean, I lived at with my brother, like just too much was going on. So it wasn't even a priority. And then a little bit after that was with your bad breakup that made me just have trust issues. Wow. It affected you that much. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It affected me that much. And I think about Mark because something similar happened in Mark's life and it affected him and his, his relationship at the time or just his outlook. You know? Yeah. And then two out of my three brothers are divorced. Right. You know? And then I have a lot of friends in my life and people I've known that are still together and also divorced. But later in life, like maybe late 20s, it was more of a choice. Yeah. Just like, I, I, I want to be single. I want to date myself. I want, you know, I was living with Lindsay and Delita and just the energy there yeah, and everything is everything. And then now it's just like, I'm not settling. I know what I want. I'm more comfortable. And one of those things is, like, I don't want anyone I have to fix. Yeah. Because I'm a therapist professionally. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be tough, too, because I don't feel like, I mean, I've dated my fair share of guys, and I will tell you that I know I'm very lucky to find Corey, because I, can we go, can we, can we go back? Because I also feel like a big problem is the way that men are raised nowadays, and I don't ever want to coddle my son ever like you know like when I talk to Corey's mom and I'm like how did you do it she goes oh we were bad like we had him changing oil at nine he worked every summer he didn't have like if he had any sort of like time off so that's like an extreme you know but now poor Cinderella Corey doesn't know how to never like stop working you know but to to her point you know I'm realizing that a lot of boys get this sense of like, I think it just has to do with the fact that men always just innately survive and succeed in life. 
because they just have that upper hand. So I feel like it's developed this way that we raise men where not a lot is expected of them, you know? Like, I know for, like, in the Mexican culture, for example, like, the men, when we go to, like, family things, not so much anymore because we're, like, this is, like, second-generation Mexican, third-generation Mexican, but, like, with the first generation, like, when they were all, like, the prominent characters of our family, the men sat in the back, drank beer or whatever they were doing, and talked. So like all, a patriarch. It was a patriarch. Yeah. All the women cooking, cleaning, whatever. Then we all ate, and they went and sat and watched the fight, and we all went back to the kitchen. Like, it was just the way it was. But I feel like those men, though, were actually working. <laughs> now we do the same thing to our generation of men who aren't putting the opposite end in, where they're, like, the caregivers and the primary income holders and all that. So now we have this, like, generation of men who are just kind of inadequate. It's weird because my culture is different. Like, the, I think it's, I would say it's more of a matriarch structure. Oh, interesting. Because I'm trying to think of, like, you well, made me think of, like, family parties and stuff. But see, at the same time, like, But I it's different because I guess you could say women, I mean, Mexicans are t- technically matriarchal because the, the, the mom is the most important. But they yeah, also, like, like kind of do everything, though, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I know even, like, even in, like, a white household, I know that the women are put on a different kind of standard than the men are, you know? Mm-hmm. Women tend to, I just feel like moms in general are like, what do you want, sweetie? Everything okay, sweetie? Like, to the men, to the sons, you know? The sons kind of get coddled a lot. I'm not saying this is, like, this is an overgeneralization. But I do feel like, at least in Southern California, I realize that a lot of moms raise their kids, their sons very, like, spoiled. Like, they like to spoil their kids, which is great, which is fine. But you're also creating this generation of men who don't know how to take care of themselves. And then they get into relationships and they're just kind of, like, slobs or... They don't know how to treat a woman right, or they don't realize that they have to be the care, like the financial caregiver at least, if they're going to expect their women to like, I don't know, do anything, you know. So I think that I've thought about that a lot and how I want to raise my, like my boys, and I they're going to be working from the minute they pop out. Mm-hmm. They're going to be like. I'm going to teach them how to wash dishes. I'm going to teach them, you know, making sure Corey's going to teach them how to, like, use a drill and a hammer and, like, all that, like, Mm -hmm. right away, you know? Because I want to make sure that I just, the only thing I can think of is, like, what I have in mind is when they get older, they're going to be somebody's boyfriend, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, how are they going to treat their significant other? Are they going to be, are they going to be one of the boys that's on my long list of inadequate men that I've (laughs) I've dated? I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and for you now, going into it, going, I know what I'm worth, you know, blah, blah, I'm like, oh, God. It's like finding a needle in a haystack out there, really. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's okay. I mean. I mean, it isn't, it isn't. Actually, it is, I guess it kind of depends on where you're looking to, you it know? Just, it, it's just, I think if you just, yeah, I don't know. It, it It's not like I have a negative point of view where it's like this shit's never gonna happen I'm never gonna find the one right but I think it, there's just such peace in like having just a neutral because like yeah it could happen it couldn't happen like either way I just don't not one side doesn't look happier than the other side right so like yeah and that's why I said it too because I know you're yeah. so independent anyway but now that I think about it I'm gonna take back what I said the whole thing let's start this over <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take back what I said I don't think it's gonna be hard at all because I think that now you're moving into, like, a very professional, 
like setting, you know, where like you're going to be around like-minded people. Like I know you've met a lot of people already like in your classes in graduate school. You know, I can't even imagine the kind of men you're going to meet who have followed some sort of like obligatory career, you know, where it's not just like fun and like, yeah. you know, they like put the hard work in and, and now you're going to be meeting people that are equal to you mm-hmm. in your field. Mm-hmm. That's going to open up a whole other door. You know, they're already self-made. You just have to go in and enjoy it. Yeah, You just compliment. Just compliment. Yeah. That's going to be good. You refill my tank. And that's the other thing too. Oh, you want to do that. You want to do that. The refill my tank thing. The tank on empty. Don't look at me like that. When you came back from the bathroom, you said, (laughs) (laughs) when you were taking a tinkle, (laughs) you said you wanted to ask me that question. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, I really was like tinkle, refill tank. Tinkle, um, tinkle. Okay. So the whole, let's just be honest. Let's just keep this. We okay, said raw okay. ass emotion. Yeah. I have some raw ass emotion. I have lied this whole time. So I'm glad we're, <laughs> Shut the fuck no, I'm yeah, glad we're going back to being honest. Um, when we first started recording, I was like, dude, I'm so scatterbrained. I couldn't focus. Oh, I yeah. wasn't present. I was all over the place. We had to like stop the recording. We weren't even talking about the mantra. Yeah. It was just like, and I just felt my, like I can always, I'm, it's a gift and a curse when I can feel myself not being present. Right. Because sometimes I just, it's it's like draining. Like, you're not being present. And it's like, bitch, let me just not be present. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was like feeling frustrated because I was like, why isn't it flowing? Why am I just not talking? And the episode two was like fucking amazing. Yeah. So I was like, I'm comparing it to that. So then I went pee. Yeah. Yeah. Had my epiphany on the toilet where I normally do with my eyes closed. And I was like, I could feel myself not being present and like the wheels. Just yeah. So when that happens, me personally, what I do is I close my eyes and I do my breathing. Ooh. So I was like, what are your indicators of like having to slow down? So mine is like, I feel my heart rate, my brain is going and then forgetful because I'm not typically forgetful yeah so when I feel myself being forgetful I know that it's a a byproduct of just not being present so that's when I had my moment in the bathroom (laughs) took my breath and then that's when I was like I know where I want to go with this mantra so I was like what is your check engine light look like okay so remember how the first episode I told you that there's things that I want to learn from you oh shit okay this might be one because I don't have a check engine light I've never thought of, like, you know, I've never checked myself. How about when you, like, how, do you have a check engine when you know you're getting in that place of, like, anger and, like, you know, the place that you don't want to go to? Like, do you have a check, like, do you, do you know what, like, what does anger look like? That's, like, a question I've had to ask. I don't know. I don't think that, well, here's the thing is, like, you've always been more self-aware of your thoughts than me. Like, it takes a lot more for me to think about my actions because I'm so impulsive. You're not impulsive. Like, you're so calculated, mm-hmm. you know? Like, every move you make, like, you think about it. Like, you're, that's why you're quiet because you're observing and calculating mm-hmm. and everything. Whereas I I talk first and then I think after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think for me, I can't really give you – I don't have concrete, like, Angela – you're doing this, you know, when you're doing that, mm. you need to do yeah. this. Like, I don't have that. Um, I feel like I'm trying to think like, usually if I'm, if I get mad, I get quiet. Do you get hot? Like, do you get cr- like tense in your face? No, no. Usually it's like my, yeah, I guess I'll get hot, but I get hot even when I'm talking passionately oh, so that yeah. I'll get confused, you know, yeah. cause I talk passionately all the time. So I'm always hot. Um, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think my heart races. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. And then usually I'll like feel like I'm gonna start crying. Okay. Like if I yeah. if I get really upset, mm-hmm. like it's just like the passion overflows mm-hmm. out of me and I like, don't even know how to control my emotions. But for the most part though, like my dad's like that. He's like when he gets mad, mad, mm-hmm. he just gets quiet and it's yeah. the worst. And because my dad's so like lively. I'm the like, same way though. Yeah. Well, but you're always quiet though. <laughs> Because you're always mad. <laughs> you know what it is? The two things that stand out when you were saying all of that. I have, I, okay, this might be a weird thing. I talk to myself so much. I remember you And I don't know that. if it's because I, I've been single or I'm introverted or I live alone. Fuck, I don't know. But I, I wish there was like a little microphone in my brain because I talk to myself every single day throughout the entire day and the two times that I have the most like the two emotions that pop up my check engine is when I start to get judgmental and when I start to really want to cry like when I feel those two things coming on I sit and have a full fucking conversation with myself you know what's crazy those are the two things you never do because I'm never judgmental (laughs) like ever like I like I can tell you anything and you'd be like okay Okay. Like, I'm like, Angelica, I'm starting to eat hair. I don't know. I just, like, put it on my spaghetti. I love it. You'd be like, okay. Okay. Do you know how hard people are going to laugh when they hear that part? Oh, Why? Because it's just so random, hair on spaghetti. I don't know. I was just trying to think of something that you could do. That was good. You so should quick. be like, that's weird. Right. But, yeah, yeah, you never cry, and you're never judgmental. I didn't even, I never connected those dots, but those are the two times where I stop myself from whenever I'm thinking, I'm like... Okay, I'm going to talk out loud. This is how I talk to myself. What's really going on? Like, what about you makes you feel like that? Why do you feel like that? Why are you judging them? Like, stop. Like, what what is this about, dude? I talk to myself like that. That's awesome. But more people should do that. Yeah, Angelica, yes. Are you (laughs) kidding me? Yes. Because that's that's like the epitome of being self-aware. Is you're thinking about your thoughts. Mm. Most people... Like me. Well, no, I, I'm joking when I say that. Not too much. But most people just think. And what they think is what they do. And what they think is how mm. their reality is. For you, you have thoughts. And then you go, but why am I having those thoughts? Yeah. What is that? That's like, that's like you've reached like peak self-awareness. Yeah. Self-actualization. Your fucking tattoo. Bitch! Underground! <laughs> but it it that you manifest that shit. <laughs> I hate you so much. It's work though. It ain't yeah. easy. It's yeah. work, and it's a and it's a very fine line between overthinking, not being present, drowning in that. Right, drowning in that process is what I I I still sometimes do a lot. And then there's times where it's like, why don't I talk to myself like that about how? beautiful I am how strong I am you know so like okay you want me to give you a little inside mic I had a planned weekend with someone I don't even know if you know this I probably don't because you don't talk to me about this and it didn't fall through okay it didn't it did fall through okay go ahead through okay so I so leading up to it I had that like I'm um self-sabotaging if I prepare for it failing then I feel more in control so I was like it's not gonna happen he's not gonna show up this gonna then I had a conversation with myself and I was like bitch don't do that right so then I didn't I had a really positive neutral outlook on it really excited drove out there whatever 
four hours after me being there and he was supposed to be on his way, he couldn't make it. For a very serious, okay, legitimate okay. reason, for sure. Like, no, like, it wasn't some petty-ass, dumb reason. Um, and I was like, then you hit that, then the, pro- okay, so here's me processing out loud. I knew this shit would happen. Da-da-da-da-da, why do you da-da-da, you've only known him for da da whatever, right? So that's the process, right? Crying, mad, whatever, whatever. And then, like, the next thing I, the next conversation I had with myself was like, well, you about to enjoy this weekend because it's beautiful out here. You got your own Airbnb. It's peaceful. Like, here's your break. You needed this from school. You love your me time. And that's when I put face mask on, watched my Netflix, was just living my best life. Oh, my God. And then I drove home the next day. It was a four-hour drive. Oh. I was going down this highway for an hour and a half, and there's nothing around. And I'm by myself. There's nothing around. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Like, it's just land, right? And I drove I dropped, rolled down my window. I was like busting some, I was like blasting something, singing the top of my lungs. And I'm like, I am fucking amazing. Bit, I am so amazing. Like, I just made this shitty ass weekend amazing. I could cook. I could cook. Oh my God. <laughs> I was going to make all these attributes about myself that I was so proud of and I liked. And then like, that was me talking to myself. And then like, I got to Lindsay's house because she like made my weekend better. Like, sister friend, come over and we'll have a girl's weekend, whatever, whatever. But yeah, like I constantly talk to myself. So do you feel like when you had a, when you, well, that's the question, when you, when you were saying all that stuff on your way to Lindsay's house, did you feel like you had, like, was that your way of, like, helping you, like, overcome the negative thoughts, or were you actually feeling like that? You know what I mean? Because, like, when you have those thoughts, when you're yeah. judgmental, like... Fake it till you make it. It started off yeah trying to overcome the negative and faking, like, I was this amazing person that could do this, could do that, and now it's gone to a point where, like, no, I bring a lot to the motherfucking table. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of awesome things about me that I'm proud of, you know? And right. I, and that's one thing is, like, I know I'm really quiet, and I know I'm, like, humble, you know? But I'm also very confident. You're very confident. You know? And, like, I don't know if it, it looks like how confidence is supposed to look, you know? Because, like, I dress like a 14-year-old boy or I'm <laughs> in men's clothes 99.9% of the time. Yep. But I am very confident, you know? But back in the day, that was probably the fake it. So you make it part, like, right? You are confident. You can do it. Yeah, you know now, but well, because the thing is too, like you know, I went through my hipster phase and I listened to a lot of like music and like read books, like existentialism, blah blah blah, you know. But like, really, what it came like one of the bigger lessons that I took out of it is like philosophically, you are just what you think. Mm-hmm. That's yes. it. Yeah, you are. Whether you think you're smart or you think you're. There, there are some really dumb people that believe they're smart, you know? Yeah. And there's some really smart people that believe they're dumb. Like, across the board, you just are what you mm-hmm. think you are. So yeah. it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And not only that, but, like, the only reason... Oh, let's get real deep. But the only reason why you exist is because you can think about the fact that you can exist. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, if you really think about that... Just like, let that soak. Let that soak in. Soak. Okay, yeah. let that sink in. Run that Don't back. let that soak. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> let, it, let it soak in. There's so many quotes that attach to that, too. But, yeah, it's like, the only reason why mm-hmm. this table exists is because I can think about it right. existing. The only reason why, <laughs> like, it's raining is because my brain has the capacity to look out the window and see that it's raining, you know? So if you take that all the way down back to like your self-worth, like you are the only reason why you have any self-worth is because you think you have self-worth. And it's like such a huge foundation in mental health and mental well-being. 
I bet. Even in therapy. It's, it all stems from trying to tap into the client's thoughts. That's literally yeah. the goal. And making them... So little to do and with not, behavior. I guess not making them. But like helping them realize... Guiding them, yeah. That their thoughts are the most powerful. The mm-hmm. only thing that's creating their reality. I mean, for the most part. There's, ex- there's external... Well, because we live in a culture and a society that focuses on the behavior. Yeah. Ooh. You focus on the exterior, right? You know, like... You know, think about a little kid, a six-year-old in whatever grade he's in, acting up. It's like he has behavior issues. He wasn't raised right. Yeah. You know, it's just they're only focusing in all the interventions are just to tackle the behavior. Put him in timeout, give him a write-up, whatever. You know, but I mean, that's where we come in, you know? But yeah. And another thing, this is me jumping around. Yeah. That weekend, I had to adapt. Bitch, I had to adjust. <laughs> and whoever came. Okay. <laughs> By my little fruits and my little trail mix. Yeah. <laughs> and who overcame? I did me, Lolo me. <laughs> but it's so funny. Yeah, I really do I talk to that. myself a lot. Okay, I will say that in the past, don't look, don't look, don't look. That's okay, why you okay. shouldn't look because I knew you were gonna be like, it's too long. But I don't give a fuck. You can stop listening right now. I'll talk for another fucking hour. Do you ever watch Peaky Blinders? You don't. No, I haven't started yet, but it is oh. on my list because you told me it's so good. What was it? Peaky Blinders, Community, and yeah, uh, Shameless. Joe, uh, love you, Rogan. Shout out, no, love Joe. you, Joe Rogan. No. Oh, <laughs> Joe Doodoo, my baby sis. Uh, she was like, I'm gonna start watching Community now after oh, she listened yes. to episode two. Yes, good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's funny. It's it's pretty good. Um, what was I say? Oh, okay. So I'm scatterbrained just. like by default but I will say that in the past like two weeks I've noticed that if I talk out loud Mm -hmm. what I want to do it gets done Mm -hmm. I do it so much now like I'm like okay first you're gonna do this okay or I'll I'll even go it's funny that you said that because like I'll even go what are you doing what are you doing right here yeah why are you in this room yeah what did you come here for? Yes. Did you come here to lay yeah. on your bed and go on Instagram? No. See, Get up, talking to yourself. Go upstairs and work out. What are you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do it a lot now. Yeah. It helps you so You do much. talk to yourself a lot, though. I and do, you yeah. are very self-aware, especially, like, you, do, you, you, I think before you talking out loud was talking to me. Right. But yeah. But now you're, you do that with yourself. Yeah. You know? But, like, you've always been, like, Angelica, am I just da-da-da-da-da? Well, is this the inner? The problem, though, is that you stop at reality, and I... Like, okay, because I'll be like, am I overthinking this? And then I'll be like, is it a defense mechanism for me to think that I'm overthinking it? And I really should be overthinking it because if not, it's going to, you know, it like, it creates this like, I'm like, no, too far, too far. Like, come Bring your back, come back. Like, yeah. don't get too existential with it. Like, mm. I get like, like inception mm. with my self-awareness, Ooh. you know? Yeah. That was yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like layers of it. Yeah. Like, I should just be thinking about the fact, mm-hmm. stick to the facts is mm-hmm. another one, but I should just be thinking about the fact of it, but then I think of the fact, and then I think about possible outcomes, so maybe that fact isn't real, blah, 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 it just yeah. goes, it yeah. just piles up on each other. So my self-awareness is very complicated, but it does have to do a lot with my anxiety, though. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit's in there, you know? It's just shaking mm-hmm. all the time. But what did you say right before that, though? Oh. Did you say you should? Oh, I was gonna say I. I know I joke around about me being impulsive, but mm-hmm. I. I know that I'm extremely self aware. Yeah, like I. I know that that's like on a serious level, but Not I am. Very. But at the same time, I do tend to jump first and then. But look you could be both. Yeah, totally. You could be totally. I totally am. Yeah, and I. I same that. with me. I could be so self aware and then also 
X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You know what I mean, Mama Human? <laughs> she ain't got it right all the time. You Some sound of those like, combos are terrible. You sound like the guy right before, take my money. Yeah. But right before in the album, it's like, <laughs> I don't remember oh, what he's Is it Bernie Mac? It's Bernie Mac. It is Bernie see, Mac. See, do you see how you could tell that I'm not a scatterbrain? Because we didn't jump from 15 different loops yeah, to find Bernie Mac. I kind of wish, well, not only that, but you've been able to stay on topic. Yeah. Because before you were like, everywhere. I'm like, yeah, Angelica, like, what do you want to talk about? You're like, I have something to say. Yeah. My mom. (laughs) My mom. I was like, oh, the movie. No, we can do that. Yeah. I can bullshit any conversation, but I'm glad we started this one. And if it was, if it didn't take me going pee, I would have still walked out in some way. Like I have to go get water or I have to go. Just to get out of the element. Just to like. Because I felt not being present. And right. and that is something I had to master in sessions with people I didn't know. Oh, God. Like, I'm not being... Like, my, I oh found God. out that my grandpa passed away in a text message while my client was walking in the session. Oh, my God. And that was, like, uh, like ethically, morally... And that's another thing, is I'm very closely connected to my morals, my values, my ethics... I don't know where yes. that comes, the fuck that comes from, but I'm like, if it doesn't feel right, I'm not good. You know what I mean? Oh like, God, yes. but I was like, is this ethically like, okay? Like, you know, in my, yeah, I just, I, just, I had the conversation with myself. But yeah, because it's like, are you going to be able to be present for this yeah, client? Right. Like, are you wasting this client's time? Because like, what if like, I start crying and yeah. she's telling me about her progress because that client had like her presenting issue was just her severe anxiety, you know? And that session, she was telling me something really positive. Like, she did our goal, she did one of the, the, you know, she set a goal for herself, she did it, she, like, waved to someone, like, that was a huge thing, you know? And she had told me that in that session, and I was like, what if I start crying? Yeah. Because I'm thinking about, is my dad okay? It is, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Compartmentalize. That's what she did. <laughs> she just put it away on. for the hour that you're yeah. there. You go Pick home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you ready? What? Rapid questions. Oh, Okay. Okay. Rapey questions. Let's go. Oh, shit. Oh, this is from last episode. What drives you? Competition. <laughs> what do you have a habit of leaving around? Like, physically leaving around? Uh, water cups. Biggest area you improved in since 10 years ago? Uh, boundaries. What was your first boyfriend's name? No. No? Okay. Wait. Okay. Oh, no, I can't. Okay, that's fine. Wait, should I? No, I, it's up to you. No, no, I can't. Okay, okay. Last movie you watched. Excuse Sage. me, Sage. Oh, oh, what did we just watch? Sage, put your tap shoes away. Can you put, put your t- acrylics away? Come here, wait. Last movie I watched, uh, I don't remember. Oh, okay. Sage yeah. licked my face. You say cat shit. No. Um, nicknames people call you. Kitten, uh, monkey. Kitten, monkey. Little one. Life. Life. Jella. <laughs> Not anymore. Damn. Not anymore. Um, one person you follow and virtually know, but they don't have any idea who you are. Oh, God. Shut the kale up. Okay. Love her. Favorite body part of yours? <sighs> I mean, there's so many I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my eyes. Um, favorite place you travel to? Oh, God. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have to say Barcelona. Favorite dirty food? Like, oh. Yeah, I know. You have a few of these, too. At least the gold. <laughs> and on. 
Which, oh God. Oh shit, you have a lot. Think of fast food. Well, macaroni and cheese is my favorite. I can eat that all day. Think dirtier. Dirtier? Fast food Do you already know one dirty? Well, okay, 49 cent jack-in-the-box tacos. But I haven't had them in years, though. Yeah, yeah, But, yes. That's right. Um, Last person you talked to on the phone. Uh, You called me while I was talking to somebody, though. Yeah, but then you talked to her and hung up. The chick that you were telling me about. Oh, yeah, Melina. Okay. Um, one guest you want to have on our show in the future? Uh, Sage. I mean, there's somebody, but let's think. Somebody who has overcome a lot, because I think that that's important. Are you touching my foot? Sage, get out of here. Uh, I can't think of a single human I know. Okay, come back to it. Um, what would you put on your ideal burger? Oh, shit. What was that? He hit his head. What would I put on my ideal burger? Uh... Lettuce, uh, raw onions, cheddar cheese, guacamole. Uh, I would, I don't eat bacon, but I love the taste of it. So if this is just a theoretical burger, bacon. Name one injury you had. Thank you, Lindsay, for this question. <clears throat> my God, tore my PCL or my knee. When I tore it in my other knee. Oh, shit. Okay, go ahead. Is that derby days? One was derby, one was just skating, and I fell wrong. When my anxiety kicks in, I... Call Angelica. <laughs> Favorite cuss word. Fuck. Uh, one of your funniest friends. Oh, God. Claire. A good leader should make you feel... Motivated. Okay, so this is the one where I say where you first word that comes to mind. Oh, God, I hate this one. Tall. Glass. <laughs> Loyal. Uh, Leo's. Podcast. Uh, uh, this one? Crack. That's too much. Crack. Butt. Hair. Butt. (laughs) Help. (laughs) Me. Mustard. Relish. Big. Little. Mm. That's it. Okay. It's funny when I think these questions, I write it and I close it. So you don't. Yeah, because I don't think that's fair if I get to think about that shit. Yeah, what the fuck? What drives you? My clients. No, either awareness or learning. Learning. Definitely learning. Okay. What do you have a habit of leaving around? Bobby pins. Oh, that's a good one. Everywhere. Biggest area you improved in since you were 10? No, since (laughs) 10 years ago. (laughs) Oh, I might sell yours boundaries. Yeah, it's a big one. That's a huge one. First boyfriend's name? Oh, hell no. Why would you write it if neither of us can say it? Why well, you said it? His name is Joseph. Last movie you watched? You don't watch TV. Oh, Mark referred it to me on Netflix. Uh, Chloe. Oh, okay. Uh, nicknames people call you? Jill. Jill. Lika. Jellica. No. Coach. Coach uh, Miha. LBG. Sister friend. You have a nickname for every single one of you. I do. That's yeah. one thing about me that I, I notice. I have nicknames for them, yeah. Okay. Uh, one person you follow and virtually know, but they don't know you. The person I'm obsessed with? Who? Who do I bring up on every episode? She better listen oh. to this one day. Bronna, Bronna. Uh And Will Smith and Jada. <laughs> I love them. Well, okay, I got The Rock. Oh. I love The Rock. His Instagram is motivation. And Kevin Hart. 
Yvonne's most... Uh, yes, because they're best friends, and yeah. it's the best friendship to watch. Dude, they're funny as hell. They're so Dude, funny. I already asked you this, and I know the answer to it, but I'm asking anyways, what? so that people can okay. YouTube it. Have you seen the YouTube where they interview each other as each other? Yes. Yeah, that shit had me cracking up. Yes. Uh, uh, favorite body part of yours? Ooh, I'm excited. Um, I think that's a general... Uh, I'm gonna say my calves, my legs. Yeah, I would have never thought you said your calves. I know, I feel like you always complain about them. They're just very strong, and they help me now that I'm learning like lifting. And then I like rocks will be like, wow, you know, like that you're really strong with your lower body. And I'm like, now I'm like thankful for them. Yeah, because it's really hard for people to build calves. Well, it's crazy too because your calves have got calves. My <laughs> your, calves, girl. your taxi calf. Your calves have gotten smaller since you started lifting. What? Yes. Get up. Let me see him. <laughs> Go to the next question. Sit for a second. Go to the next question. Yeah. Take your shirt off. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. I'm just spitballing here. Just whatever you want. Take your shirt off. I don't know. Whatever. Um, favorite place you've traveled to? Oh, easy. Cape Town. All day. Oh, yeah. All day. I would. That's the only place I've traveled to that I have left and said I would move there. I would live really? there. I would live don't there. Don't you fucking ever. Shut up. I will... Slit your throat. <laughs> Favorite dirty food. Oh my! Oh my life. god! You have a list. Shit! I should ask you. Favorite clean food. <laughs> that would be more <laughs> difficult. Dude. Oh my gosh. What? Well, let's not even put desserts or sweets in it. That's oh just yeah, that's too much. Okay, dirty food. Um, back in the day, like equivalent to your back in the day, was Jack in the Box's bacon potato wedges with ranch. Oh, those were so good. Back in the day, that was that. Now. Favorite dirty food, it's got to be like. <coughs> Angela. And what is it now? I just feel so fat that there's so many things I Oh think my about. God. Like I think of. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> or oh, everything. Everything. Pasta, pizza. Cheese. Like soul food, like fried chicken, cornbread, mac oh, and cheese, like so so good. All of that, yeah, like uh, all of that together and lots of it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I have one more dirty food, actually. Del Taco's hash brown sticks with nacho cheese. That's what I thought you were gonna say. I can't believe, but I, I couldn't remember it was the hash browns. But I knew you used yeah. to dip stuff in. Yeah, you'd always ask like, "Can you get nacho cheese?" Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, one guest you want on the show? I skipped one. I want Malia. I want to interview Malia. Yes, I want Malia. I want, yeah, I want a lot, that whole family. I want, oh my God, I want your brother. I want Lisa. (laughs) I want Kalani boy. The only one I wouldn't want is Keikoa. Yeah. I just don't think he'd care. He'd be like, yeah, it's cool. Like, how was your day? Good. He would care if I was with you. He has a soft spot for me. He does. He does. He's so sweet. You're the me. only person he loves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um, last person you talked to on the phone. Brent. Keep. Wait. Who's this person? <laughs> Go. Okay. A friend in my program. I told you. A friend in my program. What do you put on your face? What would you, what do you put on your face? This is what do you put? You said what would you? Maybe you didn't. Maybe I missed I don't know. Maybe I just, in my head, I was if thinking you had that a might burger, what would it be? Bacon, fried egg, avocado, a little bit of hot sauce, some kind of good-ass cheese, oh my God. mushrooms. Oh, my mushrooms. God. I love burgers. 
I don't think people know that about me. I mean, never mind. Yeah. There is not a food I don't like. <laughs> um, continue, please. Okay. Uh, <laughs> name an injury you had. Never really had any major injuries. But one injury that I had last year, the year before, was I pulled something pretty major in my back when I was deadlifting. Ooh. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad, bad. When my anxiety kicks in, I... Close my eyes, deep breathing, for sure. How do you deep breathe? Let's see it. We're not doing it right now. But just do a little breath. No. <laughs> I'm just going to pretend, like, they don't know who's who, so I'm just going to be like, okay, this is Angelica. I'm going to do a deep breath. Dude, breathing is really hard. Meditation is so hard. Oh, yeah. I won't do it. Favorite cuss word? Fuck. Yeah, Shit. All day. One of your funniest friends. You better say me. I swear to God. I swear <laughs> I was to God. Say, I want to say you. I wasn't expecting. I don't be, it's you and Mark. It has to be oh you and Mark. Oh, my God. You guys Mark are. It's hilarious. You guys are. You guys are so. Mark is so funny, dude. Dude, Mark is so funny. We should post our videos on our website that we don't have yet. We will have that by the yeah. end of next week. So it's going to be the Steve Jobs speech and Mark's me name. and Mark's video mm-hmm. at Kristen's house. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're going to have a website by the end of next week, but Dude. if you need to... Mark is one of those people that, like, I was always jealous of you for being able to hang out with him so much because he is the funniest Dude. person in the world. How did he get like that? He's, He's always so been like that. Mark's... And my brother. My brother's really funny, too. Man. That boy but is funny. Mark is hilarious. Mark's whole family is really fucking funny. And Are in they? their own way. Like, Mike will have me rolling. Michelle is funny as hell. Their Machado's, yo, my sec- they're like a second family to me. I never realized how funny all three of them were. That's awesome. Yeah, Aww. but Mark definitely. Yeah, I love him. When is he coming back? <laughs> he could be our guest. Okay, next question. <gasps> yes. Okay. Uh, a good leader should make you feel safe. Safe is a good one. Okay, tall. Short. Loyal. Angela. Really? No. Podcast. Angela. <laughs> Crack. Angela. Kerwin. <laughs> <laughs> hair. E. E? It's like hairy. Oh, oh and then not E the person. No. Like, oh, I love E. No, no, no. Help. No. No? You don't want to help? I just say okay. no. Mustard. Sauce. Big. <laughs> okay. You set yourself up for that one. Don't leave look at me. Okay, so if you haven't listened to our second podcast, please do. Yes. Nope, just kidding. Episode, not podcast, my bad. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. about uh, the mantra, fake it till you make it. And this one's about nothing. And yeah. everything. This one, yep. I think in some, this one's about, well, I think this one ended up becoming just really about relationships. Mm-hmm. It has tones of our... Of the thing we picked, but yeah, it's fine. It's okay. We interpret it that way, and, and you'll interpret it a completely different way. Yeah, exactly. And email us with how you interpret this mantra. Yeah. Listen to our podcast. Yeah. Subscribe. Subscribe to our channel. Um, Push past comfort at gmail.com. Yeah. And this completes episode three. All right, y'all. See ya later.